Welcome to Reverse Psychology, the Frasier Rewatch podcast where we go backwards through every episode of the show. Tonight, we are covering Season 11, Episode 9, Guns and Neurosis, which originally aired on November 18th, 2003. Is this Lilith's final fuck you to Frasier? We'll find out. I'm your host, Curtis Shack. Joining me as always, it's our resident upside downer, it's Ryan Sansone. Curtis, I'm thrilled to fire off a couple of hot takes tonight. I have a feeling yours aren't going to be the hottest. <laughs> also with us today is our ex-wife, Bradley Kirkston. Yeah, I would like to apologize to the public because apparently last episode I was not loud enough. So I promise you today I will be extra loud, extra energetic, and extra energized. Smile, look pretty, America. Why do you? Why does it sound like you just got sent to the corner and now you're apologizing to the class? Nobody puts Bradley in a corner. <laughs> I mean... I know, I know you're upset that uh, that I was criticizing your audio, but I feel like this is the clearest audio you've ever had. Yeah, could you keep this the whole time? It wasn't your microphone; it was just your voice. Here's, I'm not even using a microphone. This is my MacBook. I was about to air, uh, cuss. We don't cuss on this podcast. This is just my MacBook. We do cuss. It's a great show, and I love Fraser. Yeah, yeah. Keep Oof. this energy the whole time. Uh, well, Ryan, do you want to get us started with our opening discussion today? Uh, sure. Yeah. I, I have a lot of questions. So this episode centralizes around the idea of a blind date. Uh, I've never done one of those. I've like a bazillion questions as to how they work. But have either of you guys ever been on a blind date? I've never been on a blind date in the sense of like someone I know sets me up with someone I've never met before. That is 100% what a blind date is. Right, right, right. But my, my point is, isn't all of online dating uh, basically just a digital version of a blind date, which is the only version of dating I've ever done? I've never done that. So I don't know if that's, I don't even know if that counts. Uh, so, so when you went on this um, online date, sorry, is that what you guys call it? <laughs> yeah, I've had, I've had just the one online date my entire life. So when you went on your only online date, how much scouting ahead of time did you do? How much conversation did you guys have? Like, was, was there any that was truly just like, yo, let's go date? And yes. Uh, I have learned the hard way that uh, when it comes to online dating, it is a complete waste of time to do too much preamble. Basically, the minute oh. you connect and are both like willing to like text each other, you pretty much immediately have to be like, where are we meeting? When are we getting together? When you say connect, do you mean like emotionally or do you mean like no, when no, you no, guys no. match no, on that's, your That's app? ridiculous. That's not a thing. No, no. We're I, talking about dating online. So, so basically what I mean is like, if you say hello to them and they reply anything, basically that means you're both clearly willing to chat. And if you're willing to chat, you might as well meet up in person because if you have like a very long winded chat conversation, inevitably, when you finally meet them, you realize that as uh, you invested all this time and energy into what you thought they were based on texts. And then the real version of them is nothing like their text version of them. Okay. So I guess one more question around that, and then we'll check in with you, Brad. How many times did the pictures on their profile end up matching the person that you met up with? Like, how, how close to blind were we? You'll get some people that don't resemble their pictures. Actually, it's kind of funny. There was an old coworker of mine who I, I met not first at work, but on an online dating app. And... Uh, we were talking and through the conversation via text, this is one of those ones where I talked too long via text, we discovered that we both worked at the same place. And uh, it was very awkward. And uh, we both agreed like that we didn't want to like shit where we eat. So we did not end up going on any dates. But later he became my my supervisor. Nice. Ooh. He did not look that much like his profile photo. And you told him that during a supervision? <laughs> No, I did not ever say a thing. This is the first time I'm saying it in a public place. Hi, now that you're my supervisor, I just want to say, why does why do you not look like your Tinder profile? Yeah, that's something I would do. That seems reasonable. Okay, but it sounds like generally about 50-50 maybe is what it sounded like. I would say most people look more like their photo than not like their photo, but you will get occasionally okay. folks who just totally don't match. All right, Brad, now let's hear about what your experience. Was yeah, it one experience or multiple? Um, it was, we did it twice. There was a thing called You're saying Grouper. we, we's interesting. So, so there's a thing called Grouper. I don't know if Grouper still exists anymore. It had to be three friends, three people. We happened to be friends with each other. Okay. You signed up for like the, 
had to be three. It had to be. It was groups of three. Yeah. So you signed up for. We had to pay money for it. I don't remember how much money. It was like twenty five dollars a person, maybe. I don't remember. Um, but you signed. You, That's sweet, sweet grouper money. You signed up for it. Uh, you did get a free drink at a wine bar. Uh, they sent you to a place. We happened to be sent to a wine bar, and you are essentially on a blind date with three people. We chose people of the opposite sex, so we all identify as male. Uh, if you met my other two friends, you would know that's more surprising for them. But we identify as male, and we were given a code. I, I will never forget. The code was like strawberry ice cream or something. So did we you say you'll never them. forget and then clearly forget it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so I think they told us uh, the code was strawberry ice cream. So we sit down with three girls and their code was also strawberry ice cream. And then we just had a blind date. And I actually really hit it off with the girl that I was with and the girl that one of my friends was with really hit it off. But then my other what friend, do you mean? What do you mean was with like you guys paired off? You guys it just it happened. That's a great question. It happened just organically, like just like five minutes into it. We kind of just I connected with one girl. My other friend connected with the other. And my other friend did not connect with anybody. And even though <laughs> even though my other friend, we'll call him Greg. Um, and even though Greg was incredibly <laughs> creepy and played with the girl's hair, it was not good. I ended up going on like three or four dates with the girl that I liked. But it ended up not working out. What do you mean he played with her hair? Oh, like he physically got up in the middle of a conversation, went behind this girl and started playing with her hair. We're going to pause there. Wait a minute. You're saying he got out of his chair, went behind this human being and started touching her hair? Everything you just said is correct. And they weren't getting along? Um, No, he was very creeped out. And she... Oh, he was really creeped out? No, she was. When we hung out with these girls the next time, she did not come. Did he realize that it wasn't going well? Oh, yeah. We had... uh, He's just... Oh, no. no, I don't know. In the moment, no. In the moment, not at all. Because that was going to become, like, psychotic at that point. No. So we did go Does to... he school. always just randomly touch girls' hair that he's hitting on? Not as much as you would think he would. What do you... Real, real quick, we went on the second one. This I one would was... think a human being would do that zero times. But okay. this was... we, we know the guy, so that's why he said that. Exactly. This was... This part was... So we did go on a second one, and this one was kind of funny only because... The girls, I guess they were really nervous about it. So they got plastered I would be too. Drunk. I'd be worried that someone's gonna touch yeah. my hair. So they got they got plastered drunk. So when we got there, they were they barely could talk. They were so drunk. It was like embarrassing how, how drunk they were. Um, I've, so met, your, I've met your friends. This is an appropriate way to, no. to meet up with you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say the boys were so the girls were. Um so yeah, so that was my grouper experience. That was my only real blind date I've ever gone on. I have never been more empathetic to the plight of women uh dating. <laughs> And I can see why something like grouper where you go with two of your friends to be in a group where if you're assaulted, you can you can be together. Like I can see I can see the appeal to that. I think this this date is why grouper stopped. Sounds like I don't even know if it stopped. Um, I'm actually looking at now. Probably why blind dates ended. <laughs> so many questions. We, we don't have time for how many questions I have. Did it work out with any of the girls? The girl I hung out with, I hung out with her a couple of times. It just, it didn't really go anywhere. The girl Hiken matched with, Hiken was not so into her. So he blamed it on me and the girl not working out. He's like, I don't, I don't want to date you because my friend and your friend didn't work out. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. So why why didn't you guys do it again? If you had success with one of the dates, why didn't you do it again? So, so great story. So one is, I think you had to wait like six months to do it or something. And then we got bored and forgot about it. Did most people have to wait or did you guys have to wait because you were hair touchers? That was part of the agreement. Yeah. It was trying to be this like elite club. I'm actually reading about it now. And it was trying to be like an elite dating club, but it just never really worked out. Yeah, because you got to wait six months. That's forever in the day. Well, they wouldn't be able to like pay. I think I think we could have paid more and, and not waited as long. So I think I vaguely remember that. Yeah, but who would do that? Exactly. The fact that you paid is actually pretty crazy. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was definitely an experience. Brad, <laughs> my favorite part of your story was how you changed the names to protect the innocent. Yeah, that's yeah. smart. <laughs> It was wise. <laughs> why didn't you? Uh, why didn't you try going on a different blind date or find a different blind dating service? You know that's a great uh, point, and you know I am thirty four and currently single, ladies out there. Um, so it's not too late for me to do that. Oh, maybe sign up for one tonight. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, for sure. I'm looking yeah. up blind dating apps right now. <laughs> great. I don't know what Talk Kiffy is, but that's the first one that came up. That sounds pretty good. I would highly recommend you check out Our Turkey because if anyone listening is trying to hit you up, that's that's where they're going to do it. Yeah, if you want to set up our friend Brad with on a blind date, please post it into Our Turkey. He'd be happy to go on a date with anyone anywhere for any uh, reason. Just for the record, no one calls me Brad. It's Bradley, but thank you for that intro, Ryan. Isn't he charming, ladies? <laughs> Shall we talk about this episode's blind date? Let's do it. Mm.
Let's yeah, do it, homie. Let's do it, homie. I like this energy, Brad. Let's Bring do it for the ladies. Let's do it for the bros. Let's do it for the homies and the bros and the bros and the homies. We open with a radio signal from the Space Needle. Martin is fixing up Fraser and Niles' ancient death trap of a playpen and keeps a loaded gun in a shoebox against his family's wishes. Frazier tries and fails to get out of a meetup with Lilith, who is in town. So this was crazy. We saw Daphne as the first character. I don't think that's ever happened. Uh, yeah, uh, no, it was awesome. I loved it. it I thought it was just going to be the Daphne and Martin show in this episode. Far from it. <laughs> she, Yeah, she even had lines. She had part of the plot. It was great. I, I legitimately think this is uh, the, the most we've seen of her, and the most she's been important to anything since literally birthing a child yeah i was actually a little surprised that she did with the gun to be with her when she gave uh when she was in labor i feel like she's yeah, like, you... like a good gun <laughs> i don't think she was worried about the gun she was worried about marty having the gun because he's very that old is true. he is very old were you guys appalled that marty kept frazier and niles playpen he seems like a hoarder to me so i wasn't surprised <laughs> but they're Does very he? old they're like extremely old i don't know how big his uh his storage unit is but still at some point you must know that another kid's not happening like there's no reason to keep a playpen oh wait sorry uh curtis you'll just have to edit this to the first part the letters were gold today and uh this the, the space needle had radio signals coming out of it i did say that that's fine just keep moving thank you <laughs> just edit it in i hate this job <laughs> It sound, I mean, for the upside down, a little sleuth, and it sounds like something relevant is going to happen with that gun, I think, a couple of seasons from now. I don't think so. There's this, uh, you know, general rule in storytelling. It's called Chekhov's gun. And that's basically mm-hmm. where you introduce a gun in Act 1. That means under no circumstances should it ever be used throughout the rest of the play. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. I think we're going to see it two years from now. What, what do you think is going to happen with the gun? They said a couple of years ago where I told uh, you to get rid of that gun. Oh. So you think they really are, are adhering to that Frasier show Bible? Yeah, the Frasier show Bible says... They, the, they were the, flipping through it at the beginning of the season. They said, what, what are we going to do this season? we got to wrap up all the stories. Oh my God, we never addressed the gun episode. <laughs> we got to follow it up. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> that's what I'm choosing to believe. Good idea. Old people do love guns though, don't they? I don't know if that's true. You don't. I'm pretty. I, you don't have a gun right now, Brad. I'm. I'm a hundred percent sure. By the time you're sixty, you will own at least two guns. I don't think that's. I don't. I don't see you with guns. I don't think I'm gonna have any guns. No. Yeah. When you're sixty, I don't see him as a gun owner. No, I don't see that either. Yeah. I don't see you as a responsible gun owner. No, I, well, I don't think I have guns. I don't. I'm not. I don't really believe in guns in the house. So he wouldn't keep it properly stored. You know, like in a shoebox. Yeah, I don't. I don't really <laughs> nice believe. I don't really believe in guns in the house, so... We'll dive into that later. How much would you guys like to see uh, an episode where they really try to lure a a burglar into that playpen, you know, sort of Home Alone style? What? what? I mean, I don't understand. I'm, I'm <laughs> struggling to visualize what you what you are envisioning. Well, so, so they... are all over the place tonight, right? Well, I'm just talking about the show. Some of us are paying attention. I was commenting on how they said, uh, well, when you get rid of the gun, what are we going to do if there's a burglar? And I think it was Daphne that goes, oh, you can just use the playpen. I, I think she was saying that as a joke. Yeah, obviously it was a joke. But I'm just saying, how fun would it be if they tried to really capture a burger, burglar with that? Daphne gets a lot of great one-liners. To say. She's, she got one-liners the way Rod yeah, usually the whole Yeah, she she takes the one-liner job tonight. <laughs> they, they, they were like, well, we've got all these great one-liners. It makes more sense for Daphne to deliver them. Should we just not include Ross in this episode? Yeah, let's just not include Ross. Roz ends up having some good ones too later. We get a little bit of both. Turns out there's space for two women on this show. Why does Frazier have a dream that he has to talk about in every single episode? It is kind of a trope, isn't it? Yeah, this is like the third or fourth episode we watched that he talks about a dream he had. Is it? I mean, obviously, there's the dream. When, when else did this happen? There was one other time where he's, wait, he was dreaming about Charlotte, he talked about. That he couldn't. Oh, uh, yeah. Couldn't yeah, yeah it was like a major plot point. Yeah. Well, Charlotte's out of sight, out of mind. uh, Yeah. um, And then this time he's dreaming about ice volcanoes. It was a pretty funny joke, though. An ice volcano? Wonder what that could mean. Oh, what's this? Hello, it's Lilith. Oh. Oh. It was. It was. Have you ever ever had an ice volcano dream? No, I would love to have one. I would love to have an ice cream volcano in real life. I don't don't know about you guys. I don't really have a lot of weather-related dreams. 
I have. I've had tornado dreams. Oh, have you? Yeah, I, they're fun. I've, I've well, not. you're from the Midwest, so that makes sense. It does. Maybe, maybe lightning shown up in a dream. I don't. I don't think so, though. Yeah, I'm not a big weather dream guy. <laughs> but please check out our podcast, Weather Dreams, with Brad Ryan and Lewis. Niles, Daphne, and Marty reluctantly greet Lilith, but Fraser is out and cancels their lunch. Daphne assaults Niles with a banana, so Niles pulls a gun and shoots three of Fraser's things. Marty is completely innocent. Well, Niles comes in and he talks about the dish he had the night before. This is going to be my attempt to pronounce the dish correctly. Mm. Oh, yeah. This is you this guys please judge me? Are you guys uh, absolutely. Judge? Okay, here we go. Here's Bradley Kirkston trying to say the dish name. Basingado Conti. Basingado Conti. That's a Star Wars character. Two more times really fast. Basingado Conti. Basingado Conti. Basingado Conti. What is the accent you're doing? Getting real chanty. That's my Niles voice. Is it? But besides that, uh, Niles is just hilarious in the scene. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Uh, well, so Lilith... Fraser expects me to indulge in another one of his silly little fantasies tonight, that he always wanted to make love with an alien. I think, again, a little upside down sleuth, and it seems like they all know her. Uh, obviously, we know that they ended up together at the end of Cheers, so I expect we're going to see her in some of the early seasons, or at least the first episode. I mean, even if you assume that she's played no role in this series... Presumably, they would have known her from when he was married to her. Like, they are family. He didn't meet any of them until he left Boston. What do you mean? I don't remember Niles walking into a bar. I don't remember Marty there. Actually, you're, you're wrong on that front, because Marty and actually Roz, both, they were obviously playing different characters, but both of those actors did appear in Cheers before they were on Frasier. Correct. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hot trivia. trivia. Uh, well, I think Lilith is doing a great job this episode. And one of her great lines in this scene is where she says, congratulations on the successful commingling of your genetic material. Yes. <laughs> Classic well, Lilith. Ryan, please tell people that when you have your child, please tell people that that's what happened. I'm going to tell them we had a successful commingling. I don't think I'm going to tell people that. <laughs> I loved I loved her proverbial old wives bit. I thought that was great. As she just rips apart Daphne. Yeah. And then later when uh, Marty is like commenting on her boobs, she's like, I was asking about my legs. <laughs> yeah. That, that <laughs> was pretty funny. Okay. That's, that's also super canon for what we've seen so far. Marty is a horn dog. And this is like the, this is like the third or fourth time he's talked about Daphne's tits. What did he say? He called them crooked. I think he called them askew. Uh, yeah. I think he did. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which would be a weird thing to say about legs. So let's, let's go to the, the most important part. Uh, Niles is not a good athlete as we, know he cannot even catch a banana even i can catch a banana you should definitely know how to catch a banana correct there's no chance you could catch a banana brad throw me a banana right now that was another great line where she says you got to learn how to catch a banana and his response is i'm not having this conversation again <laughs> yes like that's come up multiple times about a banana what you, yeah what do you think the last time that they that he tried to catch a banana was and failed where do you think Yesterday. they were yeah that's, that's <laughs> just shit. every day this day just happens to be the day with the gun around so then the gun goes off right another great niles line dad dad what's spackle oh yeah <laughs> terrific line i saw how he runs around like he's trying to think through where can i look and he's just totally lost and then delivers that great line. We've definitely done as a middle schooler. We're just like, yeah, okay. And then two minutes later, you're like, I have no idea what I'm looking for. He's very much a middle schooler in this episode. There's the line where Lilith says, do you know the sex? And he oh, replies yeah. with, yeah, that's how we made the baby or something along those lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ryan, will you please start saying that when people ask you the sex of your child? Um, No. <laughs> <laughs> Like when they're like, do you know the sex? And you'd be like, yes, that's how we had the child. For a smart guy, like that's such a dumb joke. I know. It, I, it was, I loved it, but I I didn't think it was particularly a Niles line. It's not a Niles line, but I will say he's so uncomfortable around Lilith and so nervous around her that I can I can see him just like that's like a nervous joke he would make. Yeah. See, I, I didn't look at it as a as a joke as much as I feel like every time that he's around Lilith, which. It's, this is especially in this episode. He is just trying to find ways to piss her off, type of thing. So you're saying he Lilith, definitely is in the show? That sounds in like a spoiler. Oh, he's got to go to the spoiler jail. Oh yeah, you're in the penalty box. Woo 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 woo. New drop. <laughs> <laughs> That's my penalty box choice. Yeah, we we got it. Do, do guns just like whether or not the safety is on? Do they just go off when they fall? Famously. Famously on 90s and early 2000 sitcoms. I think they, I mean, I 
don't think you would want to test it, but I'm pretty, I, w- I definitely wouldn't leave that to chance. Right. Who was, <laughs> what's the guy's name who played for the Steelers? Who, uh, the, it went off into his, um, do fans. not bring up Plaxico Burris in such, yeah, Plaxico such Burris. disrespect. Yeah. There was a football player, Curtis, and he had a gun in his, uh, Pants pocket and it went off. Oh, I remember that story. Yeah. So yes, he was not a Steeler at the time. For the record, he was a no, Giant. He was a New York Football Giant. Sounds like he was some kind of mythical creature. Well, his name was Plaxico. That's definitely not a real person name. At the coffee shop, Lilith's colleague Nancy takes pity on her and tries to set her up with a compatible man. Unfortunately for everyone, the man she finds is Fraser himself. Roz convinces Fraser it is Nancy who he will be hooking up with. Speaking of not a real name, what the fuck is a Mocha Valencia? I wondered that too. I did not recognize that as a, I mean, I'm not a coffee drinker, but it did not sound like a real thing. She was so thrown off by a macchiato, which everyone's heard of, I feel like, but a mocha Valencia, I've never heard of. Is a mocha, is a macchiato a, like a particularly gender drink? Like, is it something women typically drink? Like, why does she call it out as like. In the early 2000s, I feel like it was not as common for men to order those type of drinks. Okay. It's, I think it's just coffee with yeah. what, cream and caramel. Exactly. <laughs> I um, love how he tries to, to spin it into like a macho thing. And then he asks, do you want nutmeg? And he's like, just a sprinkle. <laughs> um, just, to, just to prove that I actually do some work on the show. I did, okay. look, I did look up who Nancy is, the actress that plays Nancy. Her name is okay. Christina Dunford. She has not been in much. Uh-huh. Uh, glad you did that. If uh, if this was not an audio medium, I would just slide in evidence not found in, in that <laughs> moment where you said to prove you do work for the show. Uh, nutmeg dusting is what he says. He doesn't even say a dusting on my nutmeg. He says nutmeg dusting. I don't think that's something that goes into your typical macchiato. At least not at uh, Starbuckles. At least I've never noticed. I wouldn't know. Brad, can you look that up real quick? Oh, I'm probably not going to do that, but thank you for the offer. Sure. I really don't care about anything Starbucks related. Oh, I just meant macchiato related but that's fine well because I'm, I'm like america i run on duncan ross is pretty fun in this scene this is what i'm saying there's there's space for multiple women on this show yeah her her interaction with lilith i thought was really really funny because she was definitely trying to get out of that conversation quickly everybody's trying to get out of lilith conversations correct and i'm gonna be honest i maybe if it was a real person i would find her off-putting but like the 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 just kind of straight way she says ridiculous things i, I find her hilarious and I, I think i would appreciate her in real life she I th- she was a little more jokey in this episode than i remember her in cheers well remember in cheers she was still married to fraser so she was in kind of the she was kind yeah. of long-suffering wife she's been away from him for like 11 years at this point i don't know that is that canon Yes, you do. I feel like you've never paid attention. They got they got divorced in Cheers. Did they? Yes. What? I don't have to remember that. (laughs) This is a Frasier podcast. Uh, Literally, everything that happened in Cheers is completely spoiler free. We are going to use that information, and you're expected to know it. Oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) Oh well, in that case, fine. Yeah, fair enough. I feel like you watch Cheers now, thinking to yourself, "Well, I might need to remember this one day if I do a podcast about Frasier." Don't be ridiculous. Yeah. Of course he knew that it was going to be relevant. He's just a bad student. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, no comment. Marty, Niles, and Daphne try to cover up the property damage, but they aren't fast enough. Frazier nearly catches them in their heinous lies, but he is more eager to get to his date than inquire about their odd behavior. They're so awkward, it's funny. It's so awkward. Well, so the first time you see them in their stupid poses, I was like, this is dumb. When they do the switch up, I was like, oh my yeah. god, this is, this is my favorite scene we've had in a while. The, the switch up makes it, it makes it so much better. And I, I, I like how the switch up happens because they could just relax and then move around and, you know, wind up in different spots. But literally Niles is like trying to get the thing off of his hand because it's being glued to him. And Marty's like fucking tired because he's an old man keeping his arm up. And like they like are suffering for this. And then they have to like race back to cover in different spots. Yeah, I... I can't believe Frazier has no comment for why both are doing the super weird arm thing to hold up the crack. But when Niles does the, the gesture towards the sunset, oh, brilliant. <laughs> I, I, looked at more, I looked at it more is that he's just so selfish. He wasn't paying attention to anything that didn't have to do with him at the moment. Well, that's definitely true. I don't think he wasn't noticing it. I think he was very aware. He was making some eyes like he knew something was up. But he was so like eager to race off to his date and yeah. like get with a woman that he just it did not matter. It did not matter what they could be doing or be up to. He just wanted out of that house. Do you guys find it weird that he agreed to have a a date or 
a drink with his ex-wife? No, I feel like it's it's more than just ex-wife. They're raising a child together. So I didn't think that was that weird. I just thought that they were catching up. I don't think it's that weird that they arranged to to meet up when she was going to be in town. First of all, uh, she came all the way to Seattle for a conference for one day. That's I, Maybe that's a thing, a one-day conference, but it sounds kind of lame to me. From Boston to Seattle in one day? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I will say, we didn't talk about it before, but I do find it odd that not only do they try and fail to meet up, but Frazier is actively trying to cancel uh, the thing. He doesn't actually want to see her, uh, but he keeps rescheduling. Like, they, they go out of their way to keep trying to meet, even though they don't really want to meet. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get it. Feels like they could have just not met up. We get a title card. Mix up, mix up. Lilith and Fraser both want to race off to their respective dates, but for some reason, drag their meeting out with a drink. In a phone call, mix them up, the date is canceled, and now they have nowhere to go this evening. I thought that hotel room was so nice. I kept, I, I must have reversed five times just to rewind five times just to look at that hotel room. I thought it was what such are a you, hotel room. What are you talking about? You didn't think it was what? a nice hotel room? How many what times is the life you need? And a fancy sofa. <laughs> it wasn't even that fancy. <laughs> it was like, like a basic as fuck sitcom set. Like it just, it was a couch yeah, and a bed a, and a door. No, don't, don't yuck my yum. That was a real hotel. That was a real what? sofa. That was a real bed. <laughs> Do not yuck my yum. What are you saying? Don't yuck my yum. I'm going to yuck your yum, I think. Uh, I just, Do it, not yuck I've, my yum. You've been in hotels that have had sofas. It, it's not, not like it fancy. had another room. It's not. It was fancy. I don't know what to tell you. It wasn't fancy. It had, it connected to another room. That's how you know it's not fancy. Look, I'm so fancy. Don't you already know? I'm in the fast lane from LA to Tokyo. That's enough out of you. <laughs> so this scene was, man, I thought Lilith and Fraser popped. They worked really well together. Just yeah, they the BB Newworth. I can't believe I haven't said the actress's name yet. BB Newworth and Fraser are, are great together. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think they have a really good chemistry. And as much as they were uh, famously uh, terrible together as a couple on Cheers, uh, it's really nice to get this sort of version of them where they they still are clearly exes. Like they're not in love anymore. They're not, well, but they have some affection for each other. They they they're still. There's something that whatever was there before, they they still got it. Yeah, I I don't remember them popping like this on Cheers, but this is the most natural I think we've seen Frasier all show so far. Like easily the most at ease. You know what it is? The entire time he's hanging out with Lilith, he knows it's a woman that he has no interest in being with. He's, He's not interested in being with her and he knows she's not interested in him. There's no part of him that's sitting there trying to find a way to sleep with this woman. And because of that, he's able to just relax and be like a person around her. It turns out he's surprisingly tolerable in that in that instance. I can't believe I'm saying this, guys. I think we need more Lilith. More Lilith. Lilith. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will say that the whole mix him up where they are there, he, he's in the bathroom calling and then it becomes like a three-way call. And they, they're canceling on each other, but they both want the date to happen. Like, I, I thought that all went very well. It was just a very adeptly written plot to put them together like that. I would agree. They, they do a lot of this type of, like, mix-em-up type of things, but this one was a pretty good one. It really was. Yeah, it seems like one that would be kind of easy to mess up, too. And they, I think they agree. They landed, they landed it real nice in this case. It would have been so easy to either have them go on the blind date and discover, oh, it's Lilith, and have that be the big joke. That would have been so campy. Or even if they just at some point figured out that they were the ones supposed to go on the blind date together. Either way, that just would have been less good than us knowing they're on a blind date and them being oblivious. Yeah, absolutely. Fun bonus. We get to see Mad Fraser, which is always good. He yells at the phone when she... When she says... Yeah, that was my friend. She had second thoughts. Well, please tell your friend that I wasn't exactly bowled over by your first thoughts. I don't even know what that means. That felt very Brad-like. Yeah, it felt really Brad-like. I even wrote down, it felt really Brad-like. Because (laughs) it's something I would do, and I'm pretty sure I have done. Just yelled something that made absolutely no sense, but in the moment... I said it so intensely that it just made, it made me feel better. Let's know if this podcast will recognize what that is. Um, 
I will say, I don't fully get why they put themselves in this predicament where they have to delay their dates. <laughs> like, I, I get that uh, Lilith wants the upper hand to, like, give him, like, to not cancel on him so that he canceled on her more and she can hold it over him. Like, I, that's a bit of fun. But it just seems odd that both of them so desperately want to get out of that hotel room and away from each other and yet prolong this meeting that they've been avoiding all day. Oh, you know. Sometimes when you see your ex, weird shit happens. So, guys, we tried to answer this two episodes ago, but we finally got an answer. It turns out it's goth as hell to dissect a fetal pig for fun. That is so good. That is goth. That's a crazy thing to do. Have you never done that? Not uh, not outside of uh, middle school. Okay, fair. Yeah, I, I've only done it in the context of, for me, I think it was high school. But, but yeah, uh, it is funny when she said, of course, I made him do his homework first. <laughs> like... I don't know how you go about getting a fetal pig, but holy fuck, that's a crazy thing to be doing, like in your lipid grove or whatever. Not to jump ahead uh, to kind of a review of this episode, but I will say that I feel like a lot of this is just us recounting great lines we enjoyed. And I think that's a testament to how great this episode is. Like, it's just packed with really funny lines that are uh, fun to recall. Yeah, one I think you get a lot from every every single person fires off something pretty good. Yeah, that's fair. Cool, we don't have to do the episode rating later. Jumping back to the scene where they were in the apartment, we, we I think we jumped over one of uh, Daphne's best lines where she says, uh, is that the shoebox from under your bed? <laughs> She's yeah, that like was mad funny. at Lilith. That was funny. We were confused that Daphne was there. It was very surprising. She'd been there for longer <laughs> than four minutes. <laughs> We get our next title card. It's Things That Go Hump in the Night. As Fraser recounts one of his many failed dates, they overhear a fighting couple in the adjoining room. They invite the couple for some lightning round therapy, and surprisingly, they both agree to it, and it works. Lilith admits her date canceled and sniffs out that Fraser's has as well. So, Brad, you're going to have to fact check me here, but uh, mistaking the other room door for the hallway door, even in a fight, seems crazy as hell. Absolutely. That was that was that made absolutely no sense. But what I can tell you is who the actors and actresses were. Um, so Sean was played by David Burke and Aaron was played by Rachel Harris. She's been in like 10 million things. She's been in everything. I will say he can you, I recognize can you name a from, couple. I don't I don't remember any. Um what to expect when you're expecting. Saw that movie. Haven't seen it. She's she was in um did you ever used to watch um uh, best week ever. She was one of the panelists in Best Week Ever. Uh, okay, like the VH1 show. Yeah, great. Is that she's it? She's one of those. She's one of those characters. I, I I couldn't name a thing she's in, but I know I've seen her pop up in a ton of things, like just on an episode of this and an episode of that. So, Curtis, what did you recognize the guy? For? Oh, you know what? She plays. She played. Did you see Hangover? She plays. Uh, what's his name's wife? Uh, oh, Bradley Cooper's wife. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, Bradley Cooper's uh, never wife. Curtis, what did you know, recognize the guy from? He was on a short-lived uh, sitcom called The Tick from the early 2000s with Patrick Warburton. Wicked men, you face the tick. He played oh, Arthur. That. Yeah. that show was great. Well, that's a maybe in my book, John. I watched like six, six minutes of that show. Super weird. Oh, shut up. Oh, shut up. It is super weird. That is absolutely true. Um, but it was very fun and kind of ahead of its time because it was like lampooning superheroes before like all the superhero movies became all of our culture. Well, check out our next uh, podcast, The Tick. Honestly, I'd be down for that. Or just check out The Tick. Just go watch The Tick. Not the Amazon one, although that might be good. I've never seen it. Oh, I thought that's what you were talking about. No, that was more recent. This oh. is a, th- th- that's like a, another version of it, but they did one in like the year 2000. Oh. Where can I find it? I can get it for you. I know a guy. Right. All right, so going back to the show that we watch. Um, <laughs> I think this. I think our podcast is harder to do when the when the episode is like good and there's just not yeah, much to true. say other than I'm enjoying it. Well, that and when there's like a, a yeah, there, there's not there's not much to pick apart. But I will say, uh, I there really is a lot to pick apart in this in scene. this scene particularly. Well, there is yeah, actually I, a lot to pick. I was apart. what I was what I'm trying to say. If you guys let me use my words. Is that I really thought the two of them were going to bang in this scene. Like it really felt like it was leading towards that. Which which two? Uh, uh, sorry, Fraser and Lilith. I was say because the couple does. Well, that was obvious. The Rachel Harris and the other guy were going to do that. Yeah, for sure. 
I I will say the the way they they made this episode, it kind of felt like it could have been a rekindling their relationship episode. Like that absolutely could have been the way it ended and it would have made sense for the way everything else was framed. But I'm glad that's not where they went. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think we can talk about that more in the next bit. This part is interesting because this is easily the most competent we've ever seen Frazier by a, by a long shot. I can't even think of the next most competent he's been, I guess. Not holding a clown in a pop up clown incorrectly would be the next thing. Well, and it's also really clear that they really complement each other. Like they're tag teaming in a way that is complementary instead of like competitive, which is usually what Frazier would be is just petty and competitive. But he can kind of just trade off with Lilith happily. Yeah, they're an, an incredibly good tag team. He, she clearly should be on his radio show and in his practice and just around him at all times because he's weirdly good with her. It's yeah. very surprising. I, I will say, though, I mean, not a therapist, but uh, it feels I get what they were doing. They were trying to give them a little win together and obviously bring the, this to a crescendo with the, the couples having sex in the other room joke. But uh, that was an absurd psychobabble, right? Like the, they can just well, solve this couple's all their problems in two minutes. Yeah, I don't I don't think this couple I think they had a lot more issues than two minutes of two random people. The fact that they even agreed to walk into the room and not just shut the door and lock it is crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, mid-fight. Oh, okay, you're at the... Great, yeah, I'll come in. Yeah, why not? Uh, I did think that was crazy, but I-, I love Cape Crusaders for mental health. How great would that be? We could really use some of those right now. Uh, yeah. Especially if they were like half as effective as that team was. So no, Curtis, I'm going to choose to believe that it was perfectly normal psychobabble and that it worked. Well, it didn't I mean- work, but- I'm going to choose to believe that it was accurate. Okay. True to life. True to life. In the morning, they wake up on the couch in each other's arms. Lilith has an hour and a half to get to her flight in post 9-11 America. Yet they find time to be nice to each other. It's so funny you noticed that because I thought about that too. I was like, it's 2003 and she's only giving herself an hour and a half to get to the airport? And I mean, I think it's pretty clear that she's not at like the airport ramada like no i think she's in the downtown, heart of the town right yeah. yeah she's definitely in the heart of the city i don't care about that crazy to think that she like i get that they just woke up like i get that she didn't plan to to be running that late but wh- why would she knowing she's got an hour and a half not just be like scrambling like a motherfucker just trying you know, to get it, it, it's also just like a, a line that wasn't needed all she had to say, all they had to say is like, oh yeah, I have to go to the airport soon. Well, they, they have to get her out of the apartment quickly. She, but could, yeah, just, she, could, she could just say, oh, I've got a flight. Yeah, like, she exactly. didn't have to put a timestamp on it that makes it seem <laughs> hard to swallow that she's going to make her flight. Uh, dramatically less interested in logistics as you two. I don't, I don't care about that. So I, Well, we know about that. So, I mean, we also, this is the one good thing about doing the show backwards. We can honestly say this is Lilith's last appearance on the show. I know. I that's well that's what makes this episode completely pointless. Like you're just getting Lilith in one last time. Why are they shooting like long glances at each other? What what is the point of that? Well, I think I think so first of all, Lilith gets uh her moment and a scene with every character in the main cast, right? So right. they're they're definitely giving her uh the rounds. And then her big climactic scenes are with Fraser. And I think the point is to end their, you know, famously contentious relationship on kind of a a collegial and nice note. Like it's sweet instead of bitter. Is is it collegial to stare at someone as they get on an elevator? I don't think that's collegial. I think you're doing weird things with your colleagues. It's even weirder over Zoom. (laughs) Hey, I just want to watch you leave. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being on Zoom and just thinking that? Because we're all just staring at the camera. We're all just staring at the screen. Uh, but can you imagine being on Zoom with somebody and just like, why do they keep staring at me? They're looking right at me. Curtis, what's that twinkle in your eye? <laughs> uh, this another thing that's becoming a pattern. How many times is Fraser passing out on a couch with another person that he didn't sleep with? Yeah, he's just he's really good at going to sleep on couches. It's like a skill set he has. Really good at it. I think he really only does it with his true soulmates. Lilith, for all of their <laughs> their unhappiness, soulmates. I mean, they clearly, we, we proved that in their therapy session. Maybe they're more professionally soulmates than romantically. But uh, Frank, that's his romantic soulmate for sure. 
Are you sure he's not collegial with him? I mean, yeah, I actually thought this scene that was the dumbest part of the episode, knowing that we're not going to get Lilith again. I I would have sent her off a slightly different way. I'm fine with them like having a nice night, but I would have done something different than they both just kind of stare at each other and leave. I don't know. I th- I thought it were. I, I feel like what what would you have them do instead? A joke on a comedy <laughs> show. <laughs> just just if we're gonna spitball some ideas. Now you have to write a joke. You're a comedy writer now. What, what's the joke? Let's hear it. Um, uh, I would have Lilith charge Fraser for this the therapy session. Wow, I am really disappointed that uh, we didn't have you in 1994 writing <laughs> Fraser episodes. Think of what we've missed out on. I could, I could really send her off, right? I feel good about it. <laughs> well, I'm proud of you. I'm proud that you feel better. Well, Fraser plays this out with Marty having a catch with Niles using bananas. Spurred by his improvement, they switch to a baseball. He klutzes around, but manages to catch that too. So, Ryan, you have a child that probably has the same athletic ability as um, Niles does now. You oh, yeah. she, she can banana? catch a banana. She can. Okay, good. And you throw a lot of bananas at her. 100%. I mean, she's babies are obsessed with bananas. I have a yeah. picture of her holding two bananas, both of which are like half her height. Oh, double fisting bananas. Nice. Uh, don't, let's not do that. Not appropriate. Um, but she can catch bananas, is my point. Uh, I don't know. I've not chucked a banana at her. I think the heaviest thing I've chucked at her was a maybe an apple. Can you can you record yourself throwing a banana? Are then... you chucked an apple at her? I don't know, that I'm was really to... violent. I mean, not, not overhand. You said it like like a banana. <laughs> I'm not throwing bananas at my daughter. An apple, sure. <laughs> to Niall's credit, it's tough to catch a banana uh, if you're two. It's like Actually, the football of fruits. <laughs> exactly. No, it's not like the football of fruits. It's like the boomerang of fruits. Boomer. Well, have, you ever, have you ever tried the boomerang in a banana? It does not come back. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm thinking about it. I definitely didn't throw an apple at her. That's way too heavy. Probably just a stuffed animal. We have a heavy stuffed animal, though. I'll get back okay. to you on this one. <laughs> okay. Well, Brad, did you like this episode? I did. I liked it a lot. I thought it was a really great episode. I think it wrapped up a couple of the Lilith Frazier storylines. I think it was all in all a pretty good episode. I'm going to go A- minus with this one. And I'm going to turn it over, because I always mess this part up, to Curtis Sheck. Thank you. Yeah, I agree with you. I think this is a, a pretty great episode. I enjoyed it a lot. Very funny, but also very sweet and uh, a nice send-off to... Uh, uh, familiar character. Uh, I'll send and, off anyway. <laughs> and, you know, because I like to rate each episode against what we've seen, this is number one. This is the best one we've seen. Oh. Shocker. First no, time I'm kidding. I've rated something I, number one. I always, no, I'm kidding. It's not actually my number one up. Oh. Uh, I would say this is, this is uh, ranked five out of the 16. So in the, in the, the top five. tier, oh. but, but, Definitely not my, my favorite. I, I've liked others better than this. Which five? I will say this is uh, better than Detour, the one with the uh, the grandma in the coffin, and not as good as Miss Right Now with uh, Jennifer Tilly. Okay. All right. Yeah, that helps. And Ryan, uh, what about you? How did you enjoy this one? Yeah, I loved it. Uh, as we, we've kind of broke this, clearly you could hear from us that we all like this a lot. Uh, Daphne, easily her best episode. Lilith's only episode. Probably marty's best episode everyone's got great lines uh it flowed great the story wasn't too stupid we definitely had much dumber loved it fraser was fraser was competent should i mark him down for that i don't know uh, i'm gonna get solid 8.7 and we're gonna drop last week's episode uh minus 0.3 well i will say I've, I've, I've noticed a pattern i feel like most of the last few episodes we've watched you have marked as marty's best so far and i know you don't like marty but it seems like you consistently are liking him slightly more or at least giving him top marks out of what you've seen of him so if you're listening hannah there's hope uh, not much though he's still easily the worst character like it's it's easy to go up from where he's been i guess all right well ryan <laughs> you have a, a segment for us why don't you introduce it uh yeah so as we saw in this episode fraser is he fancies himself a macho man much to the intrigue of the ladies around him and i thought hey that seems like a good thing for Frazier to do, much better than his current career. So let's put him yeah. in his brand new movie, 
the macchiato men. I think we can join him as fellow macchiato men ourselves. So I want you guys to pitch to me a movie idea. <laughs> the movie's called The Macchiato Men. Brad, what do you got for me? I recasted all the characters. So it's in this, it's going to be myself. I'll tell you who's playing us all soon. It's going to be Frasier and it's going to be Roz. And we are, uh, this is not like a comedy. It is a thriller. And we have to go to Colombia to save the coffee empire or else we can't have macchiatos anymore if we don't save the coffee from, a, from an evil, evil dictator. Um, so the role of Fraser is going to be played by the actor Jim Caviezel. I, Bradley Kirkston, is going to be played by Alex D. Lintz, the guy from Max Keebler's Big Move. And the role of Roz is going to be played by Sarah Paulson. Who's that? She's been in like a lot of American horror stories. She's been in a bunch of random stuff. Oh, okay. But the three okay. of us are we have to go to Colombia to to help the government uh make sure the coffee is not ruined. Oh, that's great. Glad why, you liked why, it. Why did they hire you the macchiato men? Because we're known as the macchiato men. Like that's just oh. our reputation. You're just good coffee no, fixers. They they hired you because your title is macchiato men. They're like, yeah. oh my gosh, we've got to pay them money. Like, yeah, that name. Known, that's a great name. We're known for solving people's macchiato issues. What's the thriller part of it? Oh, uh, that we almost get shot at by the Colombian government, and you know, we're fighting all these people, and we have Jim Caviezel. Like, we can do anything. Why are they trying to stop? <laughs> the thriller you guys? part they... is that we've got Jim Caviezel. You play yeah. Jesus. Are they making a huge like amount of money uh, selling terrible coffee? Is that what's yeah, going they're... on? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Check out The Macchiato Men in theaters for seven days in July. I love it. I I would watch that. Can you rate Brad's? Would you watch that? No, but I don't watch any movies. (laughs) Oh, Oh, okay. You're allowed. You can can check in. Oh, sorry. Sorry, you meant you don't watch any movies that aren't superhero movies. Uh, I didn't watch those anymore. I really do. I I, I very rarely... So you didn't see The Avengers. You didn't see Infinity Infinity War. That was half a decade ago. You didn't see Endgame. That was a few years ago. Pre-pandemic. What do you want from me? I'm a changed man. The pandemic took movies from me. All right, let's hear your pitch. All right. So my movie is, uh, weird enough, it's also called Macchiato Men. And... The premise is it's actually going to be a documentary and we're going to follow Kelsey Grammer as he films the new upcoming season of uh, the rebooted Frasier. And we're going to be starting out as like a typical behind the scenes kind of a thing. And he'll just think we're like, no, but the three of us will take turns interviewing him, but we won't like schedule appropriate times to do it. We'll just like bother him when he's not expecting it. Um, And every single time we interact with him, we will offer him a macchiato, really push the macchiato. And if, if he engages with us in any kind of uh, conversation or, or interview, we will keep steering the conversation back to, are you sure you don't want the macchiato? I, it's really good. There's, there's some powder nutmeg in it. Is he turning down the macchiatos? Why would he turn down the macchiatos? Oh, it doesn't matter. If he accepts them, uh, we'll just keep, he'll be like in the middle of drinking one. We're like, would you like a macchiato? <laughs> and he'll be like, well, I've, I've, I've got one. I'm good. Uh, well, how about well, you can have another it's right here? Will he be will he be double fisting macchiatos at one point? I mean, that's the that's the thing that a documentary filmmaker dreams of <laughs> capturing that kind of footage. What do you think is the most amount of macchiatos we could possibly pedal? Like seven, eight? I mean, there are three of us, so I'm gonna. Oh, wait, sorry. How, how long's the how long's the documentary? Like in years? What what time frame are we capturing? I don't think we can go back in time, so we. I, and I don't know if they've already filmed the reboot or if they are yet to film it. But um, ideally, whatever whatever length of time they're going to be shooting, we will be there. Oh, okay. If they haven't started. You would think a Fraser podcaster would know, but I don't. <laughs> uh, I don't know, Brad. Would you watch that one? Yeah, it's fine. It's, but I would watch, watch anything Fraser related. Uh, I would not watch yours because this is a documentary and those are always boring. I'm not adult enough yet to do documentaries. People need to know the documentaries do suck. Okay, uh, so I'm going to give you guys the like the trailer, you know, like whenever right before a movie, you wouldn't know this, Curtis, but before movies, there's trailers. I'm going to do that thing for the macchiato men. Like they they store the movie in a trailer, and then what do you mean? No, no, they they give you like a little little snippet preview to get you hyped to go see it in theaters a couple. Oh, of months you from now. you you pile into like a trailer where they've got the limited showing of the. Okay, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, good good enough. Some get hot. 
Some like it cold. The macchiato men just need some smooth caramel. As everyone tries to figure out how to make lemonade, the macchiato men use global warming to burn the sweet, sweet sugar. This summer, the world is about to become a slightly less bitter place. Trailer. That was so creepy. Wasn't that great? I gotta tell you, I don't know what a trailer is, but and and I don't go see movies, but I want to pay money to see that. I thought that yeah. was so creepy. You guys Why? can go see your creepy macchiato men. What is <laughs> what is creepy about it? Maybe it's the weird voice you did. That's the trailer voice. That's what people always do. No, in a world where there's no diamonds. That's my trailer voice. That was Wilford Brimley. <laughs> That's a good documentary voice. Curtis, let's hear your let's hear your trailer voice. In the fictional city of Kathy Nolan, a unique hero emerges, Macchiato Man. I love that. Wait, was it a Caffeinopoly? Caffeinopolis. It was supposed to be the Macchiato Men, not Macchiato Man. Macho, macho man. I would be a Macchiato Man. You, uh, Brad, you were doing the Hulk Hogan voice for your trailer. Oh, listen up, brother. This is Hulkamania. Way worse. No, do do your trailer voice, but say Hulkamania stuff. In a world where Hulkamania (laughs) takes over the world, this guy is the champion. I just have to start with In a World, and then I'm good. No, you maintained your your terrible Hulk impression after that. No, I have to start with to get into that. I I know, but you didn't do that. I did. I'm going to prompt you again in like four minutes. Did we do the segment? Yeah, yeah. Well, Brad, 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 you didn't tell us if you would go see the movie. You just said it was creepy. I would not go see the movie. Why? Because it was creepy. That's... You gave me a reason. I mean, the creepy can be a good movie anyway. No, I just not... think you don't know what a trailer is. Sorry, man. No, that's me. I don't think either of you do. Well, Ryan, why don't you tell us what we can expect next week when we cover the previous episode. It's season 11, episode 8, Murder Most Maris. Niles takes the lead as a key witness in the Maris murder case. We will meet her. But will we meet her? Yes. Well, no. We will constantly keep barely missing her as a bustling courtroom bustles along. Frazier and Marty accompany Niles to court to coach him up. He is obviously nervous that he will get her life in prison. Marty will tell him not to. Frazier, the smart person, tell him not to. There will be no ladies whatsoever in this bottle episode. Well, you will definitely want to tune in next week to see that coming attraction. Uh, that'll do it for us. Thanks to Kevin McLeod for our theme music. Thank you for listening. Probably for the best if you don't engage with us uh, on TikTok, Insta, YouTube, Twitter, or at uh, reversepsychpod at gmail.com. We're at reversepsychpod at all of those different social medias. Uh, I don't think you have it in yet to subscribe or rate or review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're getting this show. So for myself, for Ryan, for Brad, Curtis is waiting in the car. I can't even see the fucking, like, usual shit. Like, what the fuck is going on? Usually I get the little face of Craig. What the fuck is this shit? What is happening? (laughs) Oh, I have to activate you guys? What the fuck is this? Join the channel. the channel. What? What? I don't want to press anything. No. So I'm gonna break it. What you're talking about? Do your intro. Fraser tries and fails to get out of a. Nope. Curtis tries, tries and fails to do a sentence. That's probably my fault too. <laughs> it is. Fraser tries and fails to get out of a meetup with Lilith, who is in town. Brad, actually, turn off your fucking beat. I just did, homie. Okay.